Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst with Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Annie Bailey. She is an analyst working on emerging technologies out of Stuttgart. Hi, Annie. Good to see you. Hi, Matthias, and great to be back. Great again to have you. As usual, we are talking about a highly interesting topic and we're talking about an area where you've just um, done some more extensive research on. We want to talk about business intelligence and business intelligence and its overlap towards uh, artificial intelligence slash machine learning. Um, what is business int intelligence in general before we add the AI part? What is it when we want to have a definition and to start from that? Mm -hmm. So exactly it's it's always good to know you know where it is that we're coming from before we figure out where we're going next um so if we think about business intelligence this is in its essence it's transforming data into an insight that a, a company could actually use to inform itself about its own operation so it's really internal looking it's it's not um, um analyzing trends which are external um, outside of the company. Um, and so business intelligence, we often call it BI just for short. Um, BI tends to be kind of a finished product you could think of, of data science and of analytics products. Um, and so this is really taking, taking data and putting it into the form of a story, which could um, be using visualizations, it could be using charts and grants, graphs, um, or it could be presented in an interactive dashboard that's on a certain topic. So for example, your, um, your sales for a particular region, and it could be all of the, the many different um, impacts and influences on sales for that region um, that you would have at hand um, in a dashboard ready for particularly decision makers, um, but more and more commonly for all business users. Right. So it's applying the individual business rules to existing data and getting informed decision-making processes out of that. And when we are talking about that right now, why is this then a topic for you in this area of emerging technologies? Why are we today talking about it? Exactly. So business intelligence is a tool, um, but in the context of the digital business, it can be really an enabler and and help um, launch the business and, and give it an overview um, where it's perhaps um, over the past um, 10, 15 years lost an overview. And, and what I mean by that is that as businesses are becoming more and more digital, as they're anywhere in this process of, of um, going through a digital transformation. They're typically adding application systems. Their um, environments are becoming more complicated, um, oftentimes more hybrid environments between cloud and on-premise. And with all of this added complexity, they can lose an overview um, because all of that data becomes siloed. Um, this is a, a story which many have heard before, um, but it, it comes down to a similar problem where as the volume of data within organizations is increasing, the problems of silos is being exacerbated um, because it, some, you know, this data is being replicated 
across the organization may not completely agree. There may be inconsistencies between these. And of course, this data may not be shared across uh, departments. And so really having an idea of what's happening across the organization um, can be very, very difficult as this process is happening. Right. So um, maybe that, that is also a kind of, of, of trap. The more, um, the more an organization is relying on technology, the more data it produces, the more data is available for decision-making, internal and um, external information. And, and to, to manage this in a proper way um, is probably something which makes it more and more difficult for, for BI to apply properly without additional help um, is this the, 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 the message that AI for BI or machine learning for BI um, comes with when it comes to a, a promise towards the businesses? Yes and no. And so I, you're exactly right when you say that, um, you know, it's a, it's a cycle that as there's more data in the business, then they need to be able to manage this and it's, and it's always escalating. But this could either be a vicious cycle or a virtuous cycle, and it has much more to do with um, the the organization's approach to their own digital transformation than it does with actually using AI or machine learning to support that. And so, what I mean by that is that um, if an organization is tending to collect technologies and tools um, without any clear strategy of how that is going to concretely advance their business goals and um, stay with the changing environment um, and perhaps critically look at their own processes and business model and question if that is going to match the changing times, um, then they're not going to get very far. Um, if they're using BI as a um, as a solution to um, to address silos in their business, that's not going to be enough. Um, a BI solution isn't going to fix the problem of having very independent, unconnected, siloed um, departments. And so, if uh, if you're an organization which is using BI as your digital transformation, um, this is where it becomes a vicious cycle where perhaps you're not going to have enough um, uh, control governance capabilities over your data in order to use that efficiently. However, on the other side, we could we could think of this as a virtuous cycle. Um, you know, if there really is a, a critical look at how the organization is able um, able to meet the the changing demands of today for their particular industry and business. Um, and if they're able to adapt the right tools, being very choosy at which tools they bring in to help them achieve those goals, then perhaps BI can support in that process and, and propel them in their digital efforts forward. Right. And you did research on that area of BI and looked at, I, I guess so, at exactly these use cases and produced this report that is entitled Next Generation BI Platforms. And next generation, of course, sounds like emerging technologies. Um, but what is really next generation about these next generation of BI platforms? Mm -hmm. So you were on the right track 
earlier when you're mentioning artificial intelligence, machine learning. So that's that's in there somewhere, and we're going to get to there in a moment. But um, what we've termed next generation is um, the the shift from making um, data exploration really an um, an expert topic where you you have to be highly trained, you have to be a data scientist to really be managing the tools um, and uh, understanding the the modeling and the calculation steps that need to be done here. It's the shift from that to making data exploration available to everyone and enabling um, data-driven insights for everyone in the organization. And so in order to get there, you do have to abstract away the parts that would require an expert, your data scientist, your data analyst. And to do that, often artificial intelligence or machine learning is used. Um, so uh, kind of hidden in inside the workings of this for the goal of making it available to everybody, AI, ML, this is being used to automate some of the common data preparations or the modeling or the calculations that we need to get there. Right. So we're drawing a line between the, the data analyst, which is more um, a feature set, a set of capabilities of a person, and the actual business expertise. So we, we are augmenting the, the, the expert from, from the business perspective with the additional data analyst skills, uh, and that is delivered via ML. Am I getting that right? Mm -hmm, exactly. And so that's one aspect. There are... Um, uh, what I would consider three main ways that AI and machine learning is is being um, integrated into BI platforms at the moment. So that's the first way is is really using this for data preparation and and kind of automating and and um, reducing the complexity of some of the data preparation steps. Um, then we have it for um, focusing on generating insights themselves. So being able to um, uh, recommend the most appropriate chart type for the, the sort of data that you're wanting to represent. So is this going to be better represented on a map or a bar chart? Um, so preparing those sorts of insights. Um, or the third way is to um, throw in natural language interactions for uh, for and between the user and the platform. And so what this means is um, a, a more natural query experience where you can simply type in a question or a partial question, you know, sales by region. Um, and this type of query would then um, bring up an automated um, an automatically generated chart, which matches your request. And so this allows for really ad hoc querying um, of really exploring the data from the perspective of a business user or a decision maker, not necessarily from the perspective of um, a data analyst. Right. So it's... Um... On the one hand, a bit bridging the skills gap because you cannot buy enough um, data analysts, um, and it's some kind of democratizing of these platforms because it was just more difficult to use them properly. Um, so, 
usually you are looking also at trends, uh, looking into the future, what to expect in these platforms in the future, or what is already starting to begin. Uh, what trends did you identify during the preparation of this report? Yes, so one of the trends we see is that BI is one of many finished products along the data chain um, or the data value chain. And what we mean by this is that, of course, data sets can be prepared for BI, for use, for visualizations to make decisions um, about organizational processes and strategy decisions. However, data sets can be prepared for many other goals for many other finished products. Um, and so we have to now consider um, how these data sets, which are prepared for BI, could also be mobilized for perhaps data privacy programs, um, ensuring that the, uh, the data access rights requests of individuals could be fulfilled through um, properly prepared data sets and well-organized data sets um, and that privacy would be maintained if those data sets are then used for BI, or perhaps for building um, an AI or a machine learning model for enterprise use um, using a different tool or um, working through Jupyter Notebooks or any of the other machine learning development environments. So although BI is um, in itself developing and expanding um, a really foundational piece and for organizations is going to be the data preparation and the maintenance of data sets for multiple different uses. Okay, if I compare this, what you've what you just described with some other areas, for example, cybersecurity, there also we have AI machine learning coming in and what they are promising here is that they that they get more more agile, more responsive, more uh, uh, to quicker, tangible results when it comes to using the 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 insights that they gain into security incidents um, to reacting to those. If we transfer that over to BI and machine learning, could that mean also that the results could be more immediately used for proper, faster, more agile business deci decision making? Mm -hmm. That's a perfect connection to draw here. One of the um, trends, and we see it in a few of the vendors at the moment, but this will certainly increase across more of the vendors in the space in the next years, is being able to connect action with the insight. And so in the, in the BI context, um, it's very common for a visualization or a dashboard to be embedded where the business user is already um, active. So um, within the CRM application that um, the organization is using, where the business user goes to make a decision, the visualization is already there. And so this um, creates a, a synergy between using the insight to influence the decision. It's also becoming common to flip this, where um, if the user goes to an analytics dashboard, a BI dashboard, um, to get insight, there could be, um, you know, perhaps a, a threshold which isn't met yet, which requires their action. Um, they would then be able to take that action directly in the dashboard setting, um, and so that would require a um, robotic um, 
uh, process automation um, flow where that decision maker could then hit a button to respond directly to that, um, that data point, that insight, which isn't quite meeting the thresholds. Um, so this will, in the, in the future, we're really expecting that this will become more nuanced, more um, natural to, um, to take action when you are consuming insights. Um, so it still needs the human factor to to be the the controller of what is actually going on when it comes to um, these decisions being prepared, um, but augmented or they augment the actual decision making of the actual yeah the, the decision maker of the in, in the business. So it's really supporting um, more properly informed um, um, decision making. You've been just working on this research, uh, and as I understand, uh, this report is currently in the process of being um, um, finalized and published. When can we expect that to be out? Yeah, so you can expect it soon, um, either late August, early September. Actually, it should be right around the same time as the EIC, the European Identity and Cloud Conference. So if you are interested in this topic or topics like it, um, I'll be speaking on AI um, in general, the future of AI, whatever that means, um, at the EIC. So I'd be happy to talk about this topic or, or others with you there. Great. And there are many options to, to participate, being uh, either really fully digital, remote, um, like our KC Live events, and you can even join us uh, on-site in Munich um, in the mid of September. Um, and who's interested as well can, um, can listen to me talking about hybrid cloud identity and access management. So different topic, uh, but interesting as well. So thank you very much, Annie, for joining me today, for sharing your insights on that very interesting um, use of machine learning, um, re really with a business connection. This often has this, 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 this notion of being very technical, very far off, but this is really supporting, um, our today digital, our today's digital businesses. So that was really interesting. Um, any final additions from your side that you want to mention? Anything that struck you when doing this, um, analysis? Yeah. I think the, the big takeaway here is that, um, data governance is is only be going to become more important. And so although we are talking about business intelligence today, um, the quality of the insights are all going to depend on the quality of your, your data preparation and, and the data governance of the organization in general. So um, it's, uh, it's going to be hard to get away from um, the topic of data in the future. So that's uh, something to hold on to. Great, great, great summary and also a great thought because this is something that we see across all businesses if it meets machine learning and AI, but also the, the, the way how you treat data in general and how you manage it and make sure that you're, you're controlling it, not only using it. Thank you very much again, Annie, for being my guest today. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to speaking here again. I'm looking forward to that as well. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.